frank with myself. I'm ruthlessly hard on white folks. Not those over there. Not some white folks. I'm hard on white people, period. Well, that being said, the million dollar question keeps on coming up. How do I, speaking as a white person, do this right? How do I become a white ally? How do I be good at this? I have to admit, there was an era where I explicitly operated in the sense of facilitating, educating, and enabling white allies, as they call themselves. To illustrate my perspective, I have, to, I have to help you visualize my observations. How come there's so many Tanuki Sioux black folks who are willing to live and die to upkeep white supremacy, but so few whites who are agents of the black side of town? I saw this just like if the United States and the U.S. being black folks here and the whites being USSR had millions of white had like the United States had millions of Russian spies within U.S. government with minimal to none American spies in Russian government. Wouldn't this be considered an, an intelligence gap considered detrimental to national security? As anything I pursue. I was dedicated to the task. I personally sought out white folks to be agents within the, within the white side of town to affect change rat racially. This whole thing functioned like a spy novel. There's much dysfunction from white folks becoming damn near like Dolezal to white folks attempting to attack me personally. There was much heartbreak because I do this from the heart. There was much betrayal because there's so much to lose. There was much arrogance from white allies, regardless of a political affiliation. Due to the heartbreak and blowback, I simply chose not to pursue such things again. The damage was simply not worth it. At the same time, I'll probably, st I'll probably stay say that I'm still the best white ally handler. After years of experience, I speak as if I could lead and navigate the worst of the worst through thick and thin. In critiquing white society, I am still the best equipped to guide white allies. Painful but true. Being a white racist handler became part of me regardless of if I was explicitly willing to do so or not. Like everything else in life, you cannot critique the white community without providing answers. So, with that being said, I seek to provide those answers here. Tolerate me. Before I truly begin, I'd like to point out the fact that I never liked the term white ally in the first place. An ally carries the connotation that we, are, we have the same sides as a starting point. This is incredibly false. You, as a white person, start from the inside of white supremacist culture and identity. There's a huge difference between trying to dismantle a system from the outside and trying to dismantle systems from the inside. Great empires are never defeated from the outside and are always, always 
taken down from an inside threat. If you're white, you're here to be the inside threat. You have the skin tone passport. You speak the language. You're already there behind closed doors that are closed to racialized people, all racialized people. You're not an ally. You're an asset, an agent of some sort. White allies, or rather, all lies, tend to act as if everyone is on equal footing, equal starting positions, and are prone to being toxic white allies. If you realize that you, in the analogy presented earlier, were born in Russia, not the United States, you'll be light years ahead of anyone who deems themselves a good white ally. Blacks in this fight and other racialized people are soldiers. Whites, you know, from your side of town, are agents. There's a difference. Where black folks are bound to kick the door down, your white self can unlock the door from the inside. So you got to be the asset. You got to be the asset. And if you're not an asset, you're a liability. And I don't do liabilities. Listen to me. The boy was a liability. Samir, we don't allow liabilities. Master your motive. Why are you seeking this? Why are you aiming to be a white ally? You're going to have to start from here because your motive will guide how well you absorb new information, which will be a lot. You're going to have to be honest with yourself, too, because there's a lot of problems with the white from the whites that stem from their motive. You're going to have to defect from white supremacy. The majority of toxic white allies are unsurprisingly white liberals. And here's why. Your motivation does not come from wanting to dismantle the system of a you know, system and oppression. It comes from the still white supremacist nature, desire to be better than other whites. I'll say again. The majority of toxic white allies are unsurprisingly white white liberals. And here's why. Your motivation does not come from wanting to dismantle systemic racism and oppression. It comes from the steel white supremacist desire to be better than other whites. This white ally is the same liberal who thinks that one can debate one's way out of fascism and it's horrible to punch a Nazi in the face. This is the same white ally who thinks that the intense traumatic emotion from the black self is detrimental to our cause. This is what I also call the not racist white person. The problem with the not racist is, this, is simply the fact that this person places their identity on something they are not instead of something that they are. This type of person has what is called a negative identity. If a person has a negative identity, their existence as is banks off of what they are not. So technically, this person infinitely needs a rival, needs a monster, a scapegoat of some sort to target, to point at, and pompously proclaim they are not. In short, 
the white racist banks off the existence of blatant racist in order to point out and do nothing about in order to build the story that they are superior than that other racist white person, blatantly racist white person. Being that the not racist need racist to be better than, there's no vested interest to totally eradicate racism. This is the reason why that white liberal does not want to punch the Nazi. He needs Nazism, fascism, racism to exist as a superior than. So technically, this negative identity, this negative identity issue only aids white supremacy. And if you want to be a solid asset, you don't want to do that. Another motive which is frustrating to deal with, how you doing there, Courtney Simon? I'm glad that you, you're, you're feeling this. Is the fact that maybe you prefer to replace black people. I'm going to say that one more time. Another motive which is frustrating to deal with is the fact that maybe you preferred to replace black people. Rachel Dolezal comes to mind. With that being said, do not be like Dolezal. Really, don't. You and, and with that being said, you will never be the first brother or first sister engaging in white saviorism now to black people as a, as a white person. And if you think so, you just pull dolls all yourself and you deserve to be dragged on the internet. Now, before I continue, let me, let me add this here. If you attempt to play black woman against black men or black men against black women, just know that I'll ruthlessly demolish you with all my might. Remember, you don't replace black people. You don't seek to become an asset just to be an asshole to black people. So do not position yourself as a white savior to black people, ever. While white supremacy provides security and wealth for to their black and other racialized pawns, you need to understand that these rewards white supremacy offers blacks who undermine the black community come from a position of privilege that black people do not have for your white self. This job is thankless. The job of a white asset in regards to anti-racism work is thankless. You will lose friends fighting racism. You'll lose family members fighting racism. With this being said, do not ever use your work as a means to demand recognition from black people. As far as I'm concerned, you sign up to not exist. Do not ever act like your discomfort as an asset outweighs the psychological trauma of racial, a racialized person faces. I don't send you to kill. I send you to be invisible. I send you because you don't exist. If you're attempting to attack a black person, attempting to subtract from or destroy any black person by any means, you're fucking wrong. You are not an ally. You're not an asset, you're a liability. Do not attempt to stack your victim card Looking at you, white women. I'll say this one again. Do not attempt to stack your victim card, white women, in order to attack a black person. The moment that you attack a black person any way, shape, or form, you become a toxic white ally. And if I ever get wind of it, as myself, as the vicious abolitionist, as Frederick Thuglas.
I'll personally use all my resources to drag you online. If you are a victim of something yourself in regards to intersectional issues, please check that baggage before you engage black people. Do not, do not ever attempt to use any other status to shut black people up. And oh, by the way, don't be in this to try to get laid. Yeah, that has to be said. Yeah, I know a lot of us good looking. Don't be in this shit to, just to try to get laid. So, finding a handler. Being that I like to use spy analogies concerning white assets, you need to find a solid black handler. Your handler will most likely be a black person. And if that's and if it's not me, probably won't be. I hope it's a smart one. I would suggest staying clear from the hoteps and schmoteps. Stay away from black men who harbors implicit or explicit hate for black women. And black women who do the same. Be friendly, but don't look for friendship. Stay away from folks who engage in nonsensical, pathological levels of conspiracy theories. In addition, stay away from those who are looking to get laid. Stand clear for any predatory types of any kind. Your handler will be a person of color who has the patience to guide you through all of this. This person will keep you smart in regards to race relations and help ensure that you maintain skill in dealing with the more racially ignorant white folks. This is the, prim this is the primary person or persons you'll be listening to. And I suppose also taking your problems and questions to. Mastering your emotionality. I never explicitly say some or a few because all whites evening look for avenues of exemption and exoneration all the time. The problem with racism is that if that is provided, then no white person engages in self-reflection concerning racism, which is the point. Every white person points out a KKK hoodie mask and pompously pro proclaim that they are not that guy. You don't have to be that guy to deal racial trauma. One of my old quotes. You need to understand that since you need to understand that since the, for the first time ever, your white feelings do not come first. You will feel emotionally and intellectually brutalized in the beginning. A lot of this come, a lot of this will come from your white fragility. You need to know what white fragility is to so read up, and that's a link to, um, you know, uh, Robin D'Angelo's stuff. So hit her up. The first thing a white person must do is fuck their own feelings with a fence pipe. Fuck your own feelings. Now, in this quest to fuck your own feelings, you do this gently, romantically, or brutally on the floor, popping buttons and tearing off underwear, but you have to fuck your white feelings. And before you do so, make sure you bring protection because your feelings are nasty and have, your feelings are full of STDs. So make sure you use protection, but fuck your white feelings. What you need to do first, on a more serious note, is stop placing your white feelings above racial trauma that the racialized person, i.e. people of color, are talking about. You have to place your feelings in a tough box because honestly, as an individual, it is not about you. Also, stop defending nonsensical white feelings-based nonsense. You need to understand that the four fears are real. Four fears, link on Afro-Sapio file. 
You have to master the racial fears that you may harbor before engaging with other whites who have those same fears. Okay, fear of mentioning racism, fear of losing, losing mainstream image of America, of Americanism, fear of coming a minority, fear of all types of shit. As a white ally, I'm sorry, white asset, need to have a healthy relationship with white people. I don't, but you do. Having a healthy relationship with the white with the white people is a must-have. I don't know about others, but I kind of side-eye white folks who only show up to proclaim that they hate white people. I'm gonna say this again. I don't know about everyone else. I don't know about every other brother or sister out there, but I side-eye the fuck out of white motherfuckers who say they show up to proclaim that, 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 that say they hate black, white people. If you're white and you say you hate white people, I don't, I don't care. I side, eye, I side eye you because to be, if you wish to be a great asset, you need to know that it's your primary business to speak to white folks on their implicit and explicit racism, forms of racism. Debate and intellectual honesty. And mastering intellectual honesty, you're going to have to really begin on to observe how racism works, how oppression works in a first world nation. You need to understand and identify what are the common mecha mechanical things white supremacy says and does in order to deflect and deny or defend racism. You need to understand fallacies and, and logical reasoning. You will have to engage. One of the first things that happens is that you'll be accused of having white guilt. One of the first things that happens is that you'll be accused of having white guilt. White guilt? That's your conscience speaking. Understand that the conceptual white guilt is the go-to poisoning the whale fallacy that racists and most conservatives seek to undermine you with. It's intellectually dishonest at a minimum and categorically profane for the most part. Technically, what White Guild Association calls for is for you to neutralize your conscience regarding anything concerning racism and oppression. And that's just inhuman and astronomically profane. White Guild, that's your conscience speaking. When someone is someone usually going to be white, mentions why are you always pulling the race card, answer with the fact that if he wants to talk about race cards, then he better be willing to talk about who built the fucking deck on top of who dealt the cards in the first place. You can thank me later. I'll say that one again. When someone mentions why are you pull, always pulling the race card, answer with the fact that if he wants, if that person wants to talk about race cards, they better be willing to talk about who built the deck in the first place and who dealt those cards in the first place. Thank me later. As a white asset, you need to know that colorblind logic does not work and uh, you need to know how. 
anyone has ever suggested you can and have anyone ever suggested you can uh, end sexism by wishing away sex or gender by pretending sex or gender does not exist. Has anyone ever thought that if they were sex blind, it would end sexism? Has anyone ever seen a firefighter who was who was only successful because he ignored heat? Firefighters don't stop fires by pretending fires don't exist. Pretending sex gender sex gender does not doesn't exist doesn't prevent sexism. Just know that. So know that colorblind logic does not work. The phrase Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a fucking problem. When your racist friends talk about black protest, tell them the truth and make it make them face it. No black protest is good enough for them. Call them out for what they are. Bigots. Racists. Make them face their own music. You should be persistently talking about white radicalization in America. You should be engaging racist whites long before black folks arrive on the scene. This includes your family members and loved ones. Nazis, fascists, Republicans, Confederates, all of them, all of them. You have to face all of them as a white asset. Also, shut down that nonsensical Irish slave bullshit. I'm tired of hearing it. The term that shouldn't exist in the American lex- lexicon, black on black crime, will be mentioned by your white supremacist friends. This is usually used to justify police engaging with, in the old slavery era practice of Negro breaking. The first thing, and that's a link to that. Check the article, you'll find it. The first thing whiteness mentions is the amount of black people in prison, as if that alone represents all black folks. You're going to have to be intelligent on what tone policing is and call it out. On top of never doing it yourself, your job is not to police black emotionality. Your job is not to police black emotionality. Your job is not to police black emotionality. You need to know what uh, you need to know about racial appropriation so you know what that is. No, be white in all this. Don't try to act or be black. Don't engage in racial appropriation while you're fighting against racism. Don't do that. I highly recommend getting smart on Martin Luther King and other black heroes too to educate whites, not blacks. For some reason, most whites think that he's only given one speech in his entire life. His entire short life. I'm, I think I might be older than Martin Luther King now. I don't know. But shit. Short life. He died at 33, I think. Yeah, short life. For some reason, most whites think he's only given one damn speech his entire life as an activist. Quell that myth and always let other whites know that Martin Luther King Jr. is not their or your black Negro Jesus who died for your racist sins. Thinking that... I have a black friend stops you from being racist is no different than thinking I have a wife stops you from being a misogynist. Think about that one for one second. 
It's recommended that you speak to white people as if you are also white. In addition to that, do not use distancing language, i.e. use we or our versus singular personal pronouns. Like we or our, yeah, you use, you use collectives when you talk white folks. Use pluralistic pronouns even, even while you know you're radically different than they are. Own everything as every, own everything as an example. Word selection matters. Engage in kinetic action. Seek tangible results. When you see a white privilege flex or racism in any form, implicit or explicit, you need to engage. You need to take refuge in being uncomfortable because you're going to have to swallow uncomfortable truths before you even begin serving them. There's a difference between simple, empty, symbolic gestures. Keep in mind that anti-racism work doesn't begin and end at reading this column or listening to this podcast. There is much research you must cover. Understand that anti-racism work is frustrating and the rewards of your labor will not be clearly seen. Hearts will be broken, tempers will flare. You will, have, you will have to make peace with the fact that some results you might not ever see in your lifetime. Just keep your eye on the goal, justice. So that was me, Johnny Silvercloud, all like a editor-in-chief on Afro Sapiophile, wording out, wording out an article I wrote called. Um, you know, allies, white allies versus white assets, what you want to be. And yeah, I hope that works that works out for the podcast community there. Folks who are listening, who like, because I know there's folks who listen, but don't read. There's folks who read, but don't listen. So I might have to, you know, start wording out some of these, some of the real good stuff to help y'all, help y'all folks out. So with that being said, I'll say that it's about that time. Thanks for joining us. If you, Before you leave, if you like what you heard, click like and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, wherever you go for your podcast. Do not let this be the last time we hear from you. You hear from us. Follow us on Facebook at ForSapioFound. If you want to be heard, you can always leave a voice message at 202-854-1996. 202-854-1996. Last but not least, be sure to check us out at ForSapioFound.com everything that pertains to an intelligent black thought. This is Johnny Silvercloud, the vicious abolitionist, signing out. Peace.